Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, October 26, 2017, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in Chapter 11, A Vision for You, on page 164. We will be reading and commenting on the second paragraph, which begins with, Our book is meant to be suggestive only, through, This is the great fact for us. Today's readers are Terry N., Robin S., Larry K., and Naomi B. Our newcomer greeter is Kathy M., The reference number for yesterday's Wednesday, October 25th, 2017's 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 10585. That's 10585. And the reference number for yesterday's 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 10589. That's 10589. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Terry N. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, everyone. This is Terry N., compulsive overeater in New Jersey. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much for this opportunity for service. Thank you, Terry Ann. We'll now ask Robin S. to read the 12 Traditions of OA. Thank you, Rebecca. Good morning, everyone. I am Robin S. from Connecticut, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only, re- the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to be of service this morning. Thank you, Robin S. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the questions in this book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, 
Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book in Chapter 11, A Vision for You, on page 164. We will be reading and commenting on the second paragraph, which begins with, Our book is meant to be suggestive only, through, This is the great fact for us. I will now ask Larry Kay to read that for us. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Thanks for your service. <clears throat> this is Larry Kay, Recovered uh, Compulsive Reader. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Okay. Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this is the, uh, uh, the best conclusion to a book uh, ever. It says our book, it, it, first, it belongs to all of us and it's, it's divinely inspired. And, and you, you know, you may believe you got to this line uh, due to some random circumstance, and respectfully, I, I choose to believe otherwise. You know, it says we're told this book is meant to be suggestive only. <laughs> no one's saying that you, you know, if you want to hang out here in OA, if you want to come here every single morning waiting for the, the pixie dust to change you, no one's saying that you have to work these steps. In fact, you know, rest assured, the majority of people choose not to follow the instructions in the text as we realize we know only a little. You know, the high watermark of sobriety when the book was written was five years. You know, safe to presume that more was revealed to them and so too with us. It says God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. So the book is instructing me, don't go around trying to give people recovery if you don't have it, Larry. Now that said, I'll never rise above the rank of, uh, of human. The, the, the God job? Well, my goodness, that, you know, that, that job has been filled. I, I'm an imperfect human being. It says this is the great fact for us. Fact, a fact is indisputable. If you are recovered today, what happened to you is indisputable. And others in whom the problem was also solved know experientially what I've come to know. And until I've completed the process following the clear instructions, at best, I was a skeptic. This practical program of action moves me from hopeful skepticism, that's where I was, to faithful certainty, faithful certainty born of my own personal experience. I had to experience it. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. I'm here. Thanks so much, Larry Kay. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Tina S. I think I heard Tina S. Janice M. Janice O. Nancy O. Lisa B. Madam. Harlan G. Madam. I heard you, Matt. Okay. 
four times. Lauren N. Okay, I'm going to stop there. I have Tina S., Janice M., Vasa O., Matt M., Harlan G., and Lauren N. And then we'll take more in the next grouping. Tina S., go right ahead. I hope I heard your name. Yes, thanks, Rebecca, for your service. Tina S., recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Wow, you know, just a a great share. Thanks so much. Uh, Who read and shared, Larry. Don't mean to cross talk, but fabulous. You know, I'm on the same page for sure, for sure. You know, and and it does say our book is meant to be suggestive only. And I remember people telling me, you know, that's the good news and the bad news. It's but a suggestion. It's the good news and the bad news. It's the only suggestion we've got. You know, this is all we got. And you know, the good news is that it works one day at a time if I follow these suggestions to the best of my ability. You know, and it says, and I'm grateful that it tells me we realize we know only a little. You know, because when I got here, I thought I knew a lot. So by the time I walked the steps, I realized I know only a little. And that God will constantly, continually over time, disclose, um, you know, relay to me, you know, more more to you and to us. You know, one of the things that I have learned um, one day at a time is to, in my morning meditation, ask him what I can do each day for the man who is still sick. And that helped me become uh, less selfish you know, so that I could think about someone else instead of thinking about me all day. And then again, it says, you know, my answers will come. They will, if my own house is in order, you know. And that if my relationship with God is right, you know, great events will come to pass. And that has happened. That's certainly my experience. That is my experience. And if I continue, and I, and I just say this for me, if I continue to do the deal, I continue to continue to get the deal. And, and as it was just said, it's a great fact. It's the truth. That'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Tina S. Janice M. Well, good morning to you, Rebecca, and everyone. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I'm sure we'll probably all be embarking on the word suggestive. Well, you know, I know that when I first read the word suggestive, You know, I thought it uh, meant, um, you know, do it if you want. You know, we seize upon that word to mean that the instructions, the clear-cut instructions in this book that's outlined in this book, which is the 12 steps, are optional. Well, (laughs) yeah, that's what I thought. However, you know, I've been taught as a student of the big book I have been taught that I have a twofold illness, the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind. Now, you know, just put down the food, you know, and then I'll be all right. No, I will not be all right because I have a twofold. I have the obsession of the mind. So what the first 100 people knew only a little about was the spiritual experience. This is what it means. So they had the answer about alcoholism, just don't drink <laughs> like us. Just don't eat, your, you know, your alcoholic foods. However, you know, we have to keep in mind that Bill was only sober for four years when this book was, was written. So the word suggestion in this context, context only means it's a starting point. It's a beginning. God's going to reveal more to us. It means an introduction to spiritual principles. It doesn't, it doesn't mean the end 
of living a spiritual life. It's only a beginning. You know, we don't live in AA. We live outside AA. So that's what it means. And, you know, another thing that I heard is that it's suggestive. The, the prayers in this book are suggestive. You can use your own prayers. But, you know, a lot of people didn't know this. They weren't exposed to praying. So they put these prayers because a lot of people balk. Oh, I don't have to say that prayer. I can use, you know, whatever. And then, of course, the word suggestive. I don't like anybody telling me what I must do. So they thought that, you know, let's do it gently. Let's say suggestive. But, you know, we've heard, if we've studied this book, there's many musts and there's much more requirements. So I think that word is a full, full word, and that's what we get from that, suggestive only. Yeah, if you don't want to get recovered, just uh, put the food down, and you'll pick, I mean, for me, as a as a, an experienced compulsive overeating, I, I couldn't keep it down, and I had to have the obsession removed through a higher power, by a higher power, through this program of recovery. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Janice M. Vasa O. Thank you. Can you hear me, Rebecca? I hear you, Vasa. Thank you very much. Thank you. For, thank you for your service, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive reader calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I'm so grateful uh, to the person that it introduced me to the big book. Um, I I never. I'm getting some kind of voice here. Can you hear me now? I hear you, but somebody must have been unmuted. If you can okay. your lines, everybody. Thank you. Sorry, Vasa. Okay. Go ahead. And, okay, thank you very much. And um, um, as I said, I'm grateful to the person that introduced me to the big book. Um, and she said, this is a suggestion. Leave it or take it. If you work it, it works. If you if you don't work it, it's not going to work. And I was uh, again, I was so desperate, and I was ready to to do whatever it took. You know, I took the suggestion, and it is by the grace of God. Uh, yesterday was my anniversary. Anniversary, October twenty fifth. I came in the program in nineteen eighty six. I didn't even realize it was uh, yesterday was uh, October twenty fifth. But what I'm try- just trying to say, you know, when I came to the program, I could not even put one day being abstinent or sober. And, I, you know, I, I was just so, so sick by then. And, it, and I was counting the days when I became abstinent. I said, oh, one day, two days, three days, one week, a month. It was just unbelievable, you know. And after a while, I just stopped stop counting. You know, it just becomes a way of life. But, you know, uh, we realize we know only little. God will constantly disclose more for you and to ask. Ask him in your morning meditation that you can do each day for the man who is still sick or still suffering. And for me, I was very insecure at the beginning. You know, I, I, I was... I, I I didn't have it, you know. I needed to go through the twelve steps and 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 learn what the, what it meant. But gradually, I started opening up and telling people how God was doing for me that I couldn't do for myself. But I couldn't. I wouldn't even mention God. I was even afraid to to say God. But I knew my higher power 
which I call today, gave me the strength and the power to do that I tried to accomplish for 25 years of my life, and I couldn't do it. So I do ask God every morning, each morning I wake up in the morning, God, show me what you want me to do. For anybody you put in my life today, whether it's program person, family program, a neighbor, show me how can I be service of you. And I am just so grateful that I have never left the program and I'm sticking with all of you and uh, I will not give it up till the end of my death. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. Matt M. Rebecca, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. from New Jersey. Uh, our book is meant to be suggestive only. You know, there's a lot of this book says it's meant to be suggestive, but there's a lot of musts that are written in this book. It means like, you know, somebody said before, you know, if you tell me what to do, I'm not going to do it. So they want to bring it gently to us, be suggestive that we need, suggest that we do these these things. But if I want to get recovered, I need to follow these suggestions. I must follow these suggestions. Um, the answers will come if your own house is in order. I can't give back anything unless I work my own, work on my own stuff and get myself recovered unless I put the food down. I can't be helpful to anyone else, including including myself. Like it says I can't transmit something I haven't got. I could sound I could sound really nice to other people, but if I don't believe if I don't believe what I'm saying, I'm just being fake. I want to be a genuine person. And um my high, the relationship with my higher power is getting easier every day, but it's not it's not, it's not a quick road, it's not an easy road either. And um, I'm just trying to be a more authentic me and a more authentic person in general to people. I don't want to be someone who's just talking the talk. I want to walk the walk. And it's not easy for me because I'm very stubborn. And uh, I'm saying I'm trying to do this one day at a time. And I'm grateful that I have the opportunity and the willingness to do it today and to be honest. So I'm grateful for that. I'm absent today, but I thanks to God. And I'm grateful I'm here today in the morning. Thank you, Bell. I'll pass. Thanks, Adam. Harlan G. Thank you, Rebecca. I'm Harlan, and thank you to Team Thursday, sorry, for this magnificent meeting. Larry, thanks for getting us off to such a wonderful, wonderful start. All the comments today have been fantastic. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. The benediction, the last two paragraphs here of most meetings, and the benediction that we use every day is right here. And if we take a look at this, it really is the culmination of everything that they knew. Bill was 43 years old when the book was written. Three and a half years of sobriety. He got sober in December of 1934. And this book was written in 37 and 38, published in April of 39. And they were writing this chapter of Vision for You almost as the book was going to the publisher. And they realized that they knew only a little. Because as they, excuse me, as they metamorphosized in their recovery, as young in recovery as they were, they were learning constantly. It says, ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. Now, this is a reversal of everything these alcoholics and compulsive overeaters, gamblers, whatever, but these were alcoholics. These were not compulsive overeaters. This was the reversal of everything they had done. We spent our whole lives praying for things for ourselves. Look at page 570 in Appendix 3. Page 570, Alcoholics Anonymous 
are no crusaders, not a temperance society. They know that they must never drink. They help others with similar problems. In this atmosphere, the alcoholic often overcomes his excessive concentration upon himself, learning to depend upon a higher power and absorb himself in his work with other alcoholics. He remains sober day by day. The days add up into weeks, the weeks into months, and the months to years. So when they started concentrating on helping others instead of me, 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 and I, 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 this was something that they had stumbled upon that worked. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. And we have OA cheerleaders. We have OA people that are at every meeting that you go to for decades, remarkably bigger than they were when I met them. And they're suffering and they're sick. And they're OA cheerleaders and they're going to tell other people what to do. And I was one of them. I was one of them. I had the answers while I was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And now that I'm not getting bigger and bigger and bigger anymore, I'm not so sure I have the answers. So the first part of the paragraph applies to me. See to it that your relationship with him, God, is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Notice that it's capitalized. This is a promise. My life is not where I'd like it to be in some areas. But I'm happy and I'm joyous and I'm free of the food. And anyone who does these steps can be free. And not only be free, but be free happily. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Harlan G. Lauren N. Thank you, Team Thursday. It's Lauren N. Can you hear me? I hear you, Lauren N. Thank you. Um, wow, I, I had to comment on this. First of all, I love these two paragraphs that we read, or two in one sentence paragraphs that we read every day, and it, it feels like I'm coming home. And I'm, it's with excitement that I know that tomorrow is going to be the beginning again and how exciting that we get to read the doctor's opinion together again. This will be my third to- go around listening or being involved in this meeting. And thank God am I, I'm so grateful that I found you guys and that I'm able to live in this suggestion way one day at a time the answers have come today the answers are I'm living the answer thank God and I'm so happy to have found this place to be in my life and to have you all be part of my life one day at a time. I know I haven't got it all and I know I'm just I'm I'm just a vehicle to pass on to others what I've what has been given to me so freely. And with that I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that I 
get the chance today to live one day at a time in gratitude. So, thank you. Thanks, Lauren Ann. Who else would like to come with this chair? Lisa B. Hold up, everybody. I didn't get any names just now, so can we try again? Lisa B. I heard Lisa B. Michelle. I think I heard Nessa R. Reva P. Maybe Knessa K. Is that right? Yes, thank you. Yes, thanks. Melissa C. Melissa C. This is Michelle. I hear a Michelle. Pamela R. Jamie. Pamela R. Reva P. Reva P. How about if we stop there? Lisa B, Nessa R, Knessa K, Melissa C, Michelle, Pamela R, and Reva P. Lisa B, please go right ahead. Good morning. This is Lisa B, a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Thank you, Rebecca, for your service and for your patience um, with the hearing. Um, so this reading, this small paragraph has so much, and there are words, you know, words are so powerful. And when I think of that word suggestive, um, the opposite of suggestive is concealing. And there isn't anything that is concealed about this illness in this book. Everything is laid out for me. And it's laid out often through examples of their stories and witnesses of what they've seen and what they've experienced. And, you know, it's like starting with the doctor's opinion. And when he talks about the spiritual awakening that happens at the last story, he shares that that man became sold on the ideas contained in this book. And that's what happened for me. You know, it was laid out before me, but the way it was laid out before me was by meeting someone in whom the problem had been solved. And I heard her share her experience with food, and it was so much similar as mine. And I had to learn how to identify in, always identify in. My illness wants me to identify out. And when I saw that she spoke the language I spoke and the pain that I felt, yet I saw on her freedom and um all the opposites of what this illness is about. I saw freedom that that came through her, you know, and and I became sold on the ideas in this book. Um, I needed to accept the plan that's outlined in this book. And then I think of that word transmit, you know, transmit. Cause something to pass on from one to another, like a channel. And that reminds me of the 11th step, you know, that prayer, that 11th step prayer that's in the AA 12 and 12 and You know, then it talks about that word relationship. See to it that my relationship with my higher power is right. Relationship is a state of being connected. I was disconnected from my higher power. My higher power never left me. I left. And through doing the work as outlined in this book, I now am connected. I'm grounded. I'm rooted in. I'm standing on something that is so much more powerful than anything. And I need to always keep that channel open. And I know that the word conscious is not used in this reading, but I love the definition of conscience, which is aware, awake having knowledge of something. I am aware. I am awake. You know, and I can be a channel. I can transmit. And there are directions on how to do it, on into action. You know, in 86 and 87, it tells me. But it also warns me that 
I'll make, you know, I'm not going to always be inspired at all times. I might pay for this presumption, all sorts of absurd actions. But nevertheless, that my thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely on it. And every day I'm reminded the most important relationship is that one with my higher power. You know, and I'm an addict. Food is my true drug of no choice. But I'm always looking for something to gravitate to, either for my ego to attach to or to get relief and ease and comfort in. Fine. And I need to surrender every day that it is that relationship with my higher power that's vital. And I have to get unblocked for that. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Lisa B. Nessa R. Hi. Um, good morning, Vision for You. Um, my name is Nessa R. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. And this paragraph contains to me, for me so many lessons about sponsorship, not only for those who um, sponsor, but also for those who are sponsored. And, um, you know, here it says, Ask them in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. Um, so here, it tells me that our, our, our primary responsibility is to pass on the message, but only those who are the message can pass it on. Um, so if I'm coming into the rooms for the first time, if I've been in the rooms for a while and I'm struggling, my responsibility is not to pass on the message. My responsibility is to become the message so then I can pass it on. And of course, if I'm already there covered, then my responsibility is to sponsor other people, to go to the so-called week meetings, to speak about the message. Um, and then it says, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. Um, which tells me, again, if I'm not the message, I cannot transmit the message. But if I'm looking for a sponsor, you know, I better look for somebody who, who, who has what I want. And what I want is recovery. And there's so many people out there sponsoring that have no business sponsoring. I, I myself did it too. And I remember a few years into the program. I, I'd been in the program for a few years. And I was, still, I was still quite heavy. I hadn't lost very much weight. I didn't really get it. And I had a sponsee. And then I remember... I mean, I guess it's a miracle that I didn't kill her. Um, I remember um, that um, I lost my abstinence. I picked up a, a, a binge food or something, and I told her. And she said, I don't, I don't care because you still have what I want. And then I said, okay, fine. And now years later, I, I look back at that experience. I think, really? What could I possibly have that you want? You know, I'm still fat. Um, you know, after years and years and years, not that I'm fat because I had, you know, like 300 pounds to lose and I have 50 pounds to lose now, but like I was fat because I only lost two pounds and, and my head was fat, which was probably the worst part of it. And like, really, I really have what you want. And, you know, that, that was crazy. Um, so, you know, um, we're looking for a sponsor, look for recovered people, look for people who are steeped in the big book and can teach you um, about entire abstinence, and more importantly, once you're entirely abstinent, take you to the steps so that uh, so the fat head um, can be cleared. And um, those out there who are recovered, um, you know, we need to sponsor as many people as we possibly can. Anyhow, in that I pass. Thank you very much for allowing me to share. Thank you, Nessa R. Kanessa K. Good morning. Thank you. Can I be heard? Yes. Good morning, Knessa. Good morning. Thanks for hearing me this morning and for your service. Um, there is just one word that is popping out for me. And I'm sorry, Knessa Kay, recovered in Ohio. One word is popping out for me this morning um, constantly. 
you know, Kim talked um, about the suggestions and the threats and um, so many words and sentences and phrases in the big book a few weeks ago, and it is constant. <laughs> That's what I'm learning. You know, when I first came into the rooms, I thought that, and it makes me laugh to think about this now, I thought that I would work the steps to completion and that I would be perfect. And it stopped me because I couldn't see the other side. I couldn't see who I could become. I only looked in the mirror and saw who I was then. But it is constant. And as I become more and more recovered and I see things differently, I'm noticing that when situations that I used to think of as testing, because I, I had a, even, even though I still practice my um, religion and my faith, the one that I grew up in and still enjoy today and, and teach my children, um, the God I prayed to or the higher power I prayed to was a testing God. Um, with every situation that came up, it was a test. Now I'm able to use situations like the one I had this weekend and even though this past weekend, and even though it wasn't life threatening, it was it was a, it was a situation, but it wasn't a test. And what I was able to do was to take that word that constantly, God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. I was able to use that word and say, what is being disclosed through this situation? Not how am I being tested? What is being disclosed? Because I know only a little. And as I work the steps more and work with others and do the nightly review and become less and less entrenched in myself, I've also learned that I can forgive myself when I am entrenched in self, but that I can constantly find my way out by way of my communication with my higher power today and with all of you. Um, and the surrender of knowing that, you guys, I have to get, I have to be on the call every day. <laughs> I just have to be. And that's okay. I have to be constantly reminded of this program today, tomorrow, and the day after. And when I break that communication with all of you and with my higher power, then the word constantly goes away. It just goes away because I can't hear it anymore. So thank you for the from the bottom of my heart for all of you. Um, it's just an amazing journey one day at a time through the hardships of last weekend and the joy of watching the situation unfold into what it's going to become. So have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Kenneth K. Melissa C. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. And, you know, I just, I love the humility of this, of this paragraph. You know, here we are, we're like ending the, the section of the book that gives us the clear-cut directions, right? So I'm given all these great directions, and then the authors say, yeah, guess what? We know only a little, and we realize we know only a little. And I just love that. You know, I I would think 
that, like, at the end would be, yeah, here it is, guys. We know everything. Do this. We know everything. Um, and now you're going to be really happy. Um, and, and it's actually, we know only a little. And um, more will come to you and to us. And how is that going to come to you and to us um, in working with other people? You know, in, in, in reaching out and giving to other people, that's where more becomes revealed. And so for me, every situation where um, I have to ask for, you know, help for the man who's still sick, and usually those people present themselves in my life in uncomfortable ways, you know, the, the people that I wind up having to ask to be of service to are not the people that are easy, you know, like, I don't have to play to be of service to the kid in my house who's doing everything right, you know, or like when my husband is doing everything according to my way, or um, I don't necessarily have to ask for this, but the people that are testing me, the situations that are testing me, this is where I, this is where I have to make that prayer and that, and so what can I do? Um, I can first see to it that my relationship with my creator is right. And that's been something I'm learning. I'm learning constantly. How do I create a relationship and, and sustain a relationship with my with my higher power um, on a daily basis, it, it takes work. And I was glad that I just heard that before, that um, it's not what I did yesterday, I can't necessarily do today and believe that's going to be enough. It, I actually have to do more. Um, and, um, and when I do more, my relationship with my higher power is strengthened. And then I, I am able and open to grow. And so, you know, that, that, that what's revealed to me, like I love when I heard that what I can see is just a little crack in the door. And God constantly opens the door ever, you know, ever more open in, in small measures sometimes and more is revealed to me. And um, thank you. I'm just so happy to be on this call learning with all of you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Michelle, I didn't catch your first initial. Hi, this is Michelle C. from Washington State, Compulsive Overeater. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is my first time on here. I've heard about it for a couple of years, what a good meeting it is. So I'm really happy to be here with you. And I'm excited that you're getting ready to go through the book again. I love, 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 love the first several chapters. So two things stood out for me in this paragraph. One of them is, of course, suggestive, that word. I was trying to look it up online, but I don't have good uh, internet at my house, so I couldn't look up the definition. And then the other is in the last sentence, this is the great fact for us, and they've capitalized it. And I just love that because it's so true. When I am seeking my higher power, great events do come to pass and um, life is good and when I practice this on a daily basis you know I ask in my morning meditation what I can do each day for the person who is still sick and how can I be of service and the answers do come when I'm working in program and it's just amazing 
I am recently back after relapse. Um, terrible, horrible five months, very dark relapse. And these last two weeks have been amazing. Uh, the spirituality, the connection, the love I feel, the welcome I got from everyone in LA when I went back and all the the friends I've reached out to, you know, with phone calls and texts and and you know, that's that's part of this. When I'm seeking God, I can notice the love in the rooms and in my life. And um there was something else I wanted to say on that. I lost my train of thought. But anyhow, I'm really happy to be with you all this morning. Uh, thank you for your service, and thank you for my recovery. I passed. Thank you, Michelle C. Pamela R., and I didn't get your first initial. I think I heard Pamela R. Hi, good morning. I'm sorry. I was unmuted. I'm Pamela R.B. from Michigan. And thank you so much, moderator, for um, for what you do. I really appreciate it. Um, I guess what really stuck out for me is suggestive only, you know. Um, I've been in program 11 years, and in those 11 years of program, I can't tell you how many times I've fallen down. Um, but I will get back up. And one thing I have to say, I'm so grateful I never left the rooms, you know, and in those falling downs, I always at some point got that strange mental blank spot where I couldn't remember how bad it was before I picked up again. And I'm so grateful today that um, having gone to the last convention for a vision for you, I was able to gain my uh, abstinence back and also grab a, grab a hold more than anything of God's hand because I know for me when I am connected, you know, God will constantly disclose more to me, you know. And that's how I've seen all my relapse, as God was continuing to disclose things to me. But, you know, it's only suggestive. I could listen to him if I wanted to. If I didn't, I could go my own way. You know, I had that freedom, you know. And that's what I love about my higher power. He allows me that freedom. But today I understand freedom comes with the price, you know, and I paid that. You know, my body is not in the best condition, but it's getting better day by day. You know, and I can't wait to get to the doctors to see what my numbers look like now. Um, but I'm just grateful. Uh, the other part is when, when that last sentence, this is the great fact. What is the great fact? To me, the great fact is the truth, that capital G is truth. It's God, you know. Um, these things are truth. They do come to fruition for us if we work, if I work the program, because I've done it before you know, and I've watched, you know, how my life has transformed over the years. So this is um, an awesome paragraph, you know, and I think that's pretty much where we get that, that comment, take what you need, leave, and take what you need and leave the rest because this book is meant to be suggestive only. I mean, I mean, that's what kept me in and out of the rooms, you know. Don't give me too much wiggle room because I will wiggle. So I am very grateful today that I don't, that I am um, working with others, and I'm grateful that they're recovered and they're helping me to stay on this road of recovery. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Pamela R.B. 
Riva P. Good morning. This is Riva P., Grateful Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. What really strikes me now that we're reading the concluding paragraphs of this chapter, which is setting up a vision for what my life can be like and will be like if I follow the instructions, is what they're not saying. And they're not saying, you're sober now. You've been sober X amount of time. You're good to go. You know, good luck. See ya. They're not saying that. They're stressing two really important things if I want this vision. And the first thing is the importance of divine guidance, that my reliance is always on this power that's greater than me. And the only way I can get that guidance um, is if I work the steps. Because what it says is my house has to be in order. And you know, before program, what I thought that meant is all the externals, my house, my money, my bank account, um, my clothes, get that in order, and then you're going to be good to go, Reva. And that's not how it works. It's all about the insides, and the house is my mind, my thinking. And the only way I get my thinking in order is by doing the step work so that I remove blocks and then access divine guidance. Um, and it's just so opposite of how I would have thought beforehand. And the second thing they're saying that's crucial is that necessity to work with others. And I can't work with others um, if I don't have it, but also working with others, what really helps me when people work with me is they're not working with me from their intellect. They're not just reading the book and having the knowledge. They're living the book and experiencing it um, and experiencing the transformation, the change in the thinking, um, and that's um, what I share with others. So um, I just love the vision that they're setting up before they conclude the chapter. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Lisa P. We have room for more people who would like to share. Mary B. Lynn S. Okay, I, okay I've got two names. I heard Lynn S. And the Lynn one before is something like Lanny B., but I didn't quite Mary. get it. Mary B.? Oh, Mary B. Okay, it's Mary B. and Lynn S. Go right ahead, Mary B. Yes, hi, good morning. Thank you very much. This is Mary B., gratefully recovered in Central California. And I love this paragraph, too. I had a wonderful sponsor years ago. She's up there somewhere getting people abstinent beyond, in the great beyond. She was such a sweet and gentle uh, lady, and she had one. Of, she was one of the very few people at that time who had many years of abstinence. And she used to say to me, uh, because we were so many of us were on this. There are no musts in a way. Take what you like and leave the rest. And she would say to me, sweetheart. And as soon as I heard that word, I knew something was coming. Sweetheart, I strongly suggest. And then she would say, there are no musts in a way but there are a lot of you damn well betters. 
And she was one of the first people who took me through the steps. I don't remember if we used a 12 and 12 or a big book, but it was my first experience going through from 1 to 12. Also, in this paragraph, see to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. It doesn't say make sure that your relationship with your husband is right. Make sure that your relationship with your boss is right, your children is right, your neighbors, your friends. It says make sure that your relationship with him is right. What I have found is that when I follow that instruction, make sure that my relationship with him is right, my relationship with my husband is fine, my relationship with my uh, children is fine. My relationship with my name, and I even remember years ago when I was working, my relationship with my boss and my fellow workers was fine. As long as I make sure that my relationship with him is right. Thank you so much for everyone who has shared this morning, and thank you for the opportunity to share. I pass. Thanks, Mary B. Lynn S. Good morning. This is Lynn S., a recovered compulsive reader in Toronto, Canada. This line really speaks to me. We realize we know only a little. And I have an asterisk marked beside there, and I wrote, I was so sure in my recovery that I knew it all. And it took me two years to become teachable after 17 years of recovery and program, and then followed by an eight-year relapse. And it just strikes me. These people's humility, this group of 100 people who came up through God's grace with this amazing program of recovery and all the work and all the labor they did with so many people. And, you know, it was mentioned before, their high watermark was five years and that's in our hindsight sort of looking back, but what an amazing watermark. Like, ever since they started this, you know, people had uh, remained sober. So this was their way of life. And these people write this incredible book, and they have these instructions. And here I am thinking I had all the answers to everything. I just remember how much that set me back on my butt. And um, it's a good reminder today because often I do think I know. Or maybe um, maybe it's just that people aren't doing it right. I'm not sure. But I just remember that humbleness. And that was a huge part of me getting out of my relapse was realizing that I thought I knew it all. I thought I had it. This is it. And these people have such humility to say we realize we know only a little. And then the next line, God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. What a wonderful, amazing, incredible way of life they have given us. I am so grateful. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Linus. Well, that's the end of our sharing for this 
first hour of our meeting. And if I didn't catch your name, I hope you'll stay on and share in the second hour. And I apologize. Thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The reference number for this meeting, Thursday, October 26, 2017, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 10592. That's 10-592. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Naomi B. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Thank you, Rebecca. Good morning, my family. This is Naomi B., a grateful recovered compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understood him. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.